Welcome to the No Backing Down Podcast. Your host Sean Stellato brings you amazing guests with incredible stories of triumph and success. Prepare to be inspired. Here we are, Tuesday night football, but we have a special, special guest. I am super excited for our next guest. Uh, he really is one of the most resilient football players I've ever been around in my life. Um, nine year, nine teams in seven years. That's probably a Jeopardy question. Uh, <laughs> my honor to, to introduce uh, a client and a friend, uh, Sean Drawn, former running back for the 49ers and the New York Giants. Who else? Should we just go through the list? The Browns, the Chargers, the the uh, Ravens, the Colts, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I will say his last game playing, he did have two touchdowns, and I have no doubt he could be playing today. But honor to have you on the show on the No Backing Down podcast with my co-hosts, Ari and Frankie. Sean, welcome to the No Backing Down podcast. My God, good to see you. Good to be on, man. I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, it's good. It's great to have you. Good to see your smiling face. And, uh, I love uh, social media makes the world a smaller place. Always great to see your That's wife right. doing big things and uh, your yes, beautiful two, two children and uh, who are growing very quickly. Um, yep. But you're getting, uh, I know, being on the road a lot, uh, you missed uh, a little bit on the upbringing, but now you're, you're around. Uh, Sean, we're going to dive right into, um, you, know, uh, you know, when we look at an NFL player, uh, you look at someone that is athletic, so, you know, got character, someone that's got traits, uh, you possess all of that, but um, you. you know you are nine teams in seven years now. Yeah. Getting cut almost on Christmas Day. I remember going out to Chicago. We were going to do an event, a charity event at the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. I get right into town, and you get cut. And uh, as your as your wife was unpacking, uh, and then we had you on a plane going out to, to the, uh, the San Diego Chargers. Then. Can you maybe yep. t- take our listeners through? They see, you know, these guys that uh, sign the multi-million-dollar deals that have longevity, and uh, you know, you're a kid guy that really made a name for himself as being resilient. Can you maybe, like, what got you through those dark moments when you were getting cut to pick yourself up and to get ready for the next opportunity? Man, first and foremost, uh, you know, my 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 faith, you know, that was definitely tested. You know, throughout my career, um, I I can't say that it was str- always that strong, but I think you know through my NFL career, it actually got got stronger um, because of the fact that you know I really had to depend that depend on God that He was actually gonna you know come through like He I feel like He promised me He would, um, and you know I really had to lean on that fact and you know being able to you know, come home to my family, my wife, who's uh, very strong and always had the, the right words to say. She's, she's kind of like me. She's kind of a, a woman of very few words, but when she, she talks is, 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 you know, worth it. And uh, some, some wisdom that comes out of, out of her. So, you know, just depending on her, depending on my faith, depending on my, my family as well, my parents uh, who, you know, taught me the, the way to go, taught me, you know, that faith is everything. And uh, my, my support for my family was, was very key because, you know, emotionally it, it wears on you. But, you know, I got through it. Nothing nothing that, you know, I, I wasn't 
I, I wouldn't say I wasn't prepared for it because I wasn't, but you know, didn't expect that amount of up and down, you know, in my career, but it happened. So roll with the punches. Yeah, roll with the punches. Definitely a poster child for a player uh, that's a road less traveled. Now, Sean, you obviously you went to University of North Carolina, grew up in North Carolina. Can you maybe take us uh, through your upbringing? Like what molded you? I know, you know, you grew up in a very faith based family. um, And I'm sure your mom and dad had a huge influence on on the type of man you are, because I tell, uh, you know, everyone I come across it, clients to friends, kids, recruits you know, about your journey and about your, uh, you know, your work ethic and the core values you possess in everything you do. And it's always refreshing to be around you. Can you maybe talk about your upbringing a little bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my mom and dad are pastors, um, as you know, um, a couple people um, that don't know, but my mom and my dad are pastors and, you know, I, I grew up in a church and, um, some people would, would think that my dad was strict, and which he was, um, but it wasn't like, you know, you got to stay in the house, you can't experience life type thing, you know. Um, I, You know, my, my parents are ministers. My grandma is a overseer, minister. Uh, my granddad, my late granddad is, uh, was a deacon. So, uh, I mean, I'm surrounded by, surrounded by, so there's, I don't, I would say there's no way that I didn't end up the way I did, but because there, there, it could have went a different direction, but, you know, being around it and always, you know, um, being surrounded by prayer, man, is, is, is something powerful that never leaves you. Um, even though, you know, you, you may try to stray away or, or get this issue straight away. It's always something in the back of your mind and in your heart and in your spirit that, that knows it's supposed to be a, a certain way. So you can't, can't run from that. No, you can't. And that's a great uh, mindset to have, you know, having four children and bringing them up in a faith based family and seeing, you know, praying before dinner and just the way they act in a lot of ways is impactful. And uh, we take great pride in that. And I'm looking at this beautiful piece of pigskin right here, a San Francisco's 49ers ball that you gave me in Proverbs three, five dash seven was some powerful stuff right there. Uh, you, yep. you know, you, you had opportunities to go to uh, multiple colleges. You chose to be a Tar Heel. I'm sure you mm-hmm. looked up to Michael Jordan, some of the other greats that attended uh, University of North Carolina. Um, yep. What made you decide to go to UNC? Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't very highly recruited, um, believe it or not. I mean, I'm from Tarboro, North Carolina. You got to realize that we, we don't have a lot of uh, – I guess, publicity, especially back then. Um, you know, Ty Gurley came from Tarboro, Kelvin Bryant. Um, we had a few guys with, you know, not a lot coming out of Tarboro. Um, and, you know, I wasn't highly recruited. And then I, you know, started making a little noise my junior year. Um, and then I went to a camp at ECU. They wanted me to play uh, safety. And then I didn't want to play safety. They didn't really – they gave me like a soft commit, a soft uh, – offer then I went to UNC football camp over the summer in my junior year um and I pretty much showed out and they offered me right then and there um and then once that offer and I and I committed during the camp um but I I grew up a Tar Heel always wanted to be a Tar Heel and you know once they they offered me that that was it I mean I ended up getting uh, some interest after I I got offered but no, no real um, offers after, um, 
other than Carolina. So I grew up a Tar Heel. My dad was a Tar Heel. And, you know, like you said, watching the greats, man, and, you know, being born and bred in North Carolina, it, there was no other place I wanted to be. It was an easy decision for me. Yep, and it worked out fine. You had a nice career, and you had nearly 1,000 yards, uh, you know, found the end zone, and uh, you, you did a nice job. You know, can you maybe talk a little bit about trying to play D1? Any advice uh, for, for girls who are trying to be Division One athletes? Um, you know, I, a lot of people think nowadays that you have to um, uh, commit to one sport um, coming coming out of high school because the training, the big, all this training stuff nowadays is is huge, and you know, a lot of parents are buying into it, which is okay. You know, it's okay to commit to something and really give it your all if that's what you know you want to do, but. You know, they, they do specific training um, for a certain sport, and that's all they do, um, and they limit themselves. So I would say, you know, in the in the interim, if they are designed to be any type of um, D1 athlete that, you know, you just train. You train hard. You train, you know, movement. You train your, yourself mentally, um, and – and you commit to that. Don't commit to a certain sport. Um, and, you know, it, it's definitely – it's a mental grind as well. You know, a lot of time management, a lot of, um, you know, some of the same things I went through in the league um, that I went through in college. Um, but, you know, I can tell you to just, you know, in grades, for sure, <laughs> you got to be able to be on top of that, uh, for sure. But uh, I, I would just say overall, you know, just – if commit to being the best version of you um, physically and mentally that you can be um, going into college. Yep, that's great. Great narrative right there. Sean, we jump in, and let's fast forward. You get into the NFL, you get cut by the Redskins, you get picked up with, by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Take us through week 14, you get activated to the, the roster. You're walking through the tunnel to play in your first NFL game. Mm-hmm. that had to be emotional. Tell us maybe what was going through your mind as you were going through the tunnel to get on the field. Man, so we were in uh, going to Denver, um, and I remember, you know, I, I've been on a, you know, flights before with, with the Redskins, you know, just traveling to a game, whatever. But just going to the game and actually being able to, like, put on the uniform, go through pregame warm-up and know that you're going to um, possibly possibly play you know, it, it it was definitely emotional. Um, I, I think I was kind of prepared because I, I it was a little more realistic when I got with the um, the Chiefs on how the game week would go. Um, but I, and I didn't really play a whole lot that game. I think I played a couple of snaps of special teams, um, but I don't believe I got in on offense that that uh, that year. But, you know, it, it was definitely like a, a – a, it was a dream come true for sure. I, I think we if we rewind, when I end up with the Redskins, even that, you know, during pre um, preseason, I I was, I came out of the tunnel for that game and I was – I shed a few tears. Like, man, I'm really like in the NFL. Like, you yep. know, you, you, you grew up like playing ball in the backyard with your dad and throwing the ball up and – acting like you're, you know, running through defenders and stuff, you know, pretending you're in the NFL. So that actually was 
more emotional for me just to have on a uniform and be running out of the tunnel for that preseason game, more so than the, the first actual game that I, I played in. And then you go, then we'll fast forward following you, 2012. Uh, you're playing the mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. You're getting the, you guys are going in the huddle. You get, get in the line of scrimmage. You know you're getting the ball with an opportunity to score. Yeah. Did you remember that play? Can you maybe take us through scoring your first NFL touchdown? Yeah, so leading up to that, it was uh it was a dog fight, literally, because I end up <laughs> I ended up getting fined twice that game. So I got fined twice. I got fined once for uh a fa- a stiff arm. I stiff on the guy and the guy and the rest said I grabbed his face mask. And then the second one was personal foul, like it was a it was like a brawl. I don't know if you remember that or remember I, hearing anything about it. I but, do remember hearing about it. Yeah, so we man, I'm talking about like helmets going going everywhere, punches being thrown, and I was in the middle of it. Like it was, and the crazy thing was, I I didn't even start it. It was the guys that were um, from the sideline. They weren't even in the play. They came off the sideline because you know I think I was in on the tackle and then end up being a big skirmish or whatever. But um, anyway, <laughs> leading up to that, you know, going up to the touchdown, man, I I do remember it was a uh, it was a power play to the right and. uh you know, Jamal, had, you know, I think he may have ended up having a long run. And, uh, you know, my coach put me in. I'm like, who, me? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I get in and I, I score. And it was uh, it was very exhilarating, man, I will say. Uh, definitely um, a lot of emotions. I, I think it was it was more so I, I wanted to score on him because I knew I was going to get fined, at least get something good out of the game. Yeah, exactly. You And I, I assume you kept the ball. You know what? That one – it, I think it got it misplaced within my move. I got a couple balls that I don't have, and don't I have no clue what happened to them. All right, we're gonna have to. I kept the ball to... during. I kept the ball during the game, like they gave it to me, but. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to reach out to Kansas City, see what they can do. They they, they printed <laughs> money last season on their uh, Cinderella exactly. run. Uh, exactly. You know. So you you get through that year. You know you get you get obviously uh, cut, and then you end up signing. Uh, with the Ravens the following year. Um, and then you go on kind of a a little bit of a, a rocky ride where we talked about earlier. Um, you know, and one of the things I will say about this, going through the process, especially seeing guys that are on the street or getting cut or are literally putting on another layer of skin, it's not easy, mm-hmm. as you said. Faith helps. One of the things I love about your story, Sean, and I often use that as a narrative to others, is the reception of teams when you worked out for them, whether you signed or you didn't sign, the type of shape you were in. Because you and I, I remember like yesterday, always keep the faith and channel it into, you know, any frustration and and the faith and and work ethic, and you were always in tip-top shape. Um, Mm -hmm. So that way if I got a who wants to be a millionaire question and I got to pull someone in, to do some push-ups or do a sprint or something. I know I'm calling Sean Drawn. He's going to be, he's going to be the guy, but we'll fast forward the, you know, obviously you got cut right around the Colts. I remember that going into the hospital. My Sophia got her tonsils taken out. I almost jumped off the Mm. top balcony. I was so frustrated uh, because we could have went to Minnesota and we, we pulled the wrong straw. Uh, You ended up in Chicago. You did Mm. some nice things there. Uh, San Diego. I still don't think you really got a true shot. Um, Cleveland, same thing. Cleveland, you did some some good things. Uh, but then you get your shot with San Fran when Carlos Hyde gets injured. And yeah. that's where I was most excited because 
one thing about yourself, and yes, I'm a little biased, is when a lot of running backs are one-trick ponies. The thing that's unique about Sean is, and yourself, is he's a first, second, third down running back with team's value. And there's a premium for guys like that. But when you got the opportunity, you know, you went up against, uh, let's talk about your last game, you went against a damn good Seattle defense. And you had, you know, you had your, your, a career day. Can you maybe mm-hmm. talk about that day, getting in the end zone? I know, you know, Chip Kelly was the coach. Chip obviously gave you a, a good opportunity. Maybe talk about that game a little bit, what you saw um, and, and getting in that zone. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was uh, definitely bittersweet uh, looking back because I, I actually didn't get to finish that game because I ended up hurting my ankle. Um, but I, I think I was definitely going for a career day <laughs> that day. Yeah. but. Um, definitely, you know, it, it felt good to really get another shot, um, and, and, you know, solidify what I could do in the league, um, and what I did when I first started with, um, San Fran and then to get that, that opportunity that towards the end, um, I, I felt like that was going to be my, you know, it had to be my, my statement game to put a stamp on the season. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it was bittersweet, but, you know, it, it felt good to, you know, go up against them for the second time and, you know, really do what I do what I did. Um, but yeah, it, it was bittersweet. You know, I, I felt like going out of that game, I was, you know, have some, some, some good, uh, what you call it, headway going into to the, to the contract season. So it, yep. was, it was bittersweet, but it, you know, it is what it is. It happened. You know, I, I, I got the experience and, uh, and, and I loved every, every moment of it. I can't, can't say I did. Yep, and you should. That was uh, obviously a, a special time. You got some great action photos, and uh, I st- I'm going to represent now. I'm, I'm removing one shirt. And put on <laughs> this, this 49ers bad boy that like you sent it. me that I absolutely I like love. Uh, so we carry a, a piece of you every day. Um, with that being said, though, you know, you're obviously in San Fran with Colin Kaepernick. Colin's yeah. taking a knee. Um, I believe you chose not to. Uh, can you maybe take us through, you know, your stand on that or, you know, what any input or thoughts on the whole, you know, uh, taking a knee? Because uh, you've got – this is a very sensitive topic, you know, yeah. and I know so I advise yeah. – Yes, it is. It is. So, uh, yeah. but can you maybe take us through that time? Like, I mean, was there a, what you were hearing or seeing um, with regards to Colin? Yeah, there, I mean, it was a lot going on, man. I mean, we we weren't doing too hot that season, of course. And um, you know, to add that, it was uh, you know, to the fans, it was just any fan, not even Forty Nineers fans, just NFL fans in general. I think they were, you know, so gung ho against it, but they weren't willing to listen to the reason that he was actually doing it. And you know, they they changed the narrative. And, you know, and I don't even think it the fans per se, but you know how the media is. They can they can sway someone to think one thing and really it's right in front of their face what it what it is. Um, and, you know, and, and the, even with, you know, Trump saying what he did, said and, um, you know, Pence, it, it just became a, a big storm that um, made it about something that it really wasn't about. It was about um, the inequality for for black and brown people in the United States and pr- police br- brutality. And that's what the, the narrative was. That's what he was trying to get across. And it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the flag at all. Um, it, 
neither time did he say, okay, I'm going to disrespect this flag because our country is terrible. Um, the whole point of it was to bring um, attention to the issues that we need to talk about and has yet to really been, you know, put on the table and, and handled in the, in the way that, you know, we feel it, it should be. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was unfortunate, you know, and, and Colin, you know, it wasn't, it was no like pushing people to really do it um, at all. You know, people supported them just like I did, you know, I supported them and, you know, people protest in their own way. And, um, you know, and there's ways to bring attention to um, issues other than, you know, one way. So, you know, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. And that was his way of bringing attention to it. And, you know, other people caught wind of it and they wanted to support in that in that manner. And that's what they did, you know. And, and I, just, I just chose not to because, um, you know, with, with my situation, I, I really um, I like to think things through before I just act out of emotion, um, you know, try to see it on both sides. And, you know, with Colin, I'm on that side. So I, I completely understand, you know, um, you know, the way they try to make it about the, the flag, et cetera. It was, uh, it, I just had to think about it on that side, you know? Um, so yep. I, I just chose not to, not to kneel. And tell us, Sean, you obviously went through free agency that year. You were off the board before Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson, before LeGarrette Blunt, um, going with the Giants. Um, you know, I know things that was frustrating getting the surgery the end of June uh, on the Bone Spurs. Can you maybe mm-hmm. take us through that little time? Uh, you know, you obviously played that final game against the Patriots. You ran all over them. And if mm-hmm. my memory's accurate, I, I, they, I'm pretty sure they went to the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so mm-hmm. I know you were – you were playing like a man possessed. Um, you were a little, little disappointed. The outcome of that year, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still trying to scratch my head in terms of giving you time or putting you on pup. Uh, but I was just curious if you had any thoughts on that uh, that stint with the Giants. Yeah, man. It was uh, it, it was very familiar of other situations that I was in, um, and, and you know when they end up drafting a running back. Um, a young running back, they tend to, you know, favor that 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 draft pick. I mean, yep. even if you know they picked me up, it was uh, no very no no super loyalty to me um, as an undrafted free agent. I think that's that was always the case. Um, it happened to me in Chicago. Um, it happened to me in Kansas City. So it was very familiar. So I, I already knew, you know, kind of what was going to happen. Even if um, you know I, I end up making the roster. I knew it was going to be, you know, favorite towards the draft pick. Um, and then, you know, just going through that surgery, man, they, they made it seem like – and this was before the draft. So, you know, they was like, you know, we we definitely like you. We like what you can bring to us. Um, and, and we love the type of person you are. Um, and, you know, we want you to be here. So, of course, you, you like like you knew, uh, we signed and, you know, once uh, – you know, once I got there, the, the ankle injury from the – Seattle game just was nagging me and kept kept bothering me and I couldn't really um perform the way I, I knew I could um because of that so they were like you know do you I, I just wanted to maybe take a few days and just rest it but they were like nah we want you to have the surgery um so that you're ready for the season and when somebody says that it was like okay well never really had that 
you know, uh, perk before, if you yep. will, um, to know, like, okay, they want me to be here for the season. I, okay, I'll go ahead and get ready and have the surgery. And that's what I did. And then, you know, they the same thing happened to me in uh, um, Baltimore, uh, where I feel like they were kind of not what well, they did kind of rush me back and just to get me on film, you know, in that in that Patriots game. Um, just to say that I was healthy, just to cut me. So, it, it you know, it, it's that a was business. the story of my – yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. And, you know, I kind of didn't know that it was going to happen like that, to be honest with you, because of the fact that they told me to go ahead and have the surgery. You know what I mean? So Yep. Um, yeah, that, that's just the way it goes, the way my career went, you know, unfortunately. But, you know, I but, can't uh... – I was going to say, but if you look at your career and look at the the, the, st- the statistics of longevity, the average lifespan yeah. of a, a running back, I want to say, is 2.57 years. You know, you played seven. So you right. obviously uh, – and you, you know as well as I do, you, you could still be playing right now. Um, right, right. Can you, ma- can you maybe talk about just the training side of things? Because I know you've obviously always been in phenomenal shape. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is that something that – you you were born that you just you love working out. I know it obviously came with your job title. The you know that's part of being a professional athlete. You're bound to be right. in great shape. Um, right. Is is there maybe you know any things of the workouts or, or diet that you want to share uh, with um, our, our listeners? Yeah, um, I mean I, I have always. I think now that I'm um, I had been done, I'm done playing. I don't feel right not working out. So I think it's kind of in me um, to like to work out. Um, and then just the grind of knowing, like, man, I'm putting this time in. I know it's going to pay off. Yep. Um, and that's the way I always trained, um, just knowing that there was a reward at the end of, you know, the, the pain and the grind. Um, and, you know, that that's just what was in my, my mental. And even now, it's just like, you know, if I train this way, I know I'm going to look a certain way. I know I'm going to feel a certain way. I know my shoot my day is gonna go a certain certain way if I work out for you know in the mornings or whatever, um and, and that's just you know my my mentality but you know to speak to that that's that's part of the grind and that's you know that, that it's a it's a lot physical but you know mentally you have to train as well but you know how do you get prepared for that you can't until you you're really in battle um per se so and, you know getting ready physically you know can take care of some of those eliminate some of those variables of, of the grind and of the, uh, the way you play the game. Yep. Damn right. And in terms of Sean, can you maybe, you know, you obviously a proud dad or two, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a son and a daughter. Uh, can you maybe elaborate real briefly on, on you know, what uh, look at, you got a lot of titles, but dad is a pretty cool <laughs> and unique special title. Good title. Yes, sir. It, uh, it is. It, it's so crazy right now. I, well, I didn't let you get you get to finish your question. But what was your question? Oh, in terms of being a dad? Yeah. You know, I like just want to question. Oh, just no, nah, just just in general being it because you're around and you know, like I said, I know you you miss London. You were you were grinding playing, and mm-hmm. little guy uh, future came along. Can you maybe talk yeah. a little bit about just just in terms of what it means to you being a being a father? Yeah, man. I mean, my my granddad for one, Raymond Drone. He's passed away now, but just you know i am proud to wear the last name drone and you know the way he raised my dad and you know his sister and his brother 
Um, my dad raised me and my sisters, and now I get to do the same thing for my kids. And there's a, a rich lineage, you know, and, and the way that we, you know, our family is. And, you know, I, I really find myself sounding and, you know, being a lot like my dad. Um, and, you know, just, just naturally, not even, you know, not even trying. It just comes off my tongue yeah. because I've, I heard it, you know, yeah. and, you know, just being able to parent um, and, and, and kind of molds a little person into, you know, who, who God wants them to be. But, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to see someone that looks like you and, you know, but, but are so much different, you know, at the same time. And my, my son is, all about football. He, he definitely wants to play football like his daddy. Um, awesome. And my daughter, she, she's an uh, athlete uh, as well. So, and just, you know, giving, giving them those morals that support and cultivating whatever interest they have um, is, is what makes parenthood very, very fun. Fun and rewarding. Very true. Rewarding. They, right. they, are, they are extensions of you. And you got a great wife, you know, obviously, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've, I've been around your wife a lot uh, through the process. Uh, can you maybe mm -hmm. talk about the impact she's had on your, your career and your life? Yes. I, like I said earlier, man, she's just, uh, she's a strong, strong woman. Um, like I said, she's, she's a woman of very few words, but um, she has a lot of substance um, and a lot of support for me. She She's had over the years, you know, got me through a lot, you know, even, you know, after the, the, the playing days were over, you know, I kind of uh, lean on her, you know, for her support mentally and emotionally. And, you know, it's, it's okay, you know, that I can, I can be, excuse me, emotional with her. And she's, you know, can, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. And I know she is just, the love is genuine and supportive. And she's always been like that and still, still the same today. Yeah, that's good. True love and having that connection with someone is, is just, it's a beautiful special. way to live. It is special. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people get to experience that. Uh, Sean, mm -hmm. you obviously, uh, you know, you, you're diverse. Um, you know, I know you're pretty, pretty good guitar player. Maybe talk, <laughs> tell our listeners, uh, you know, I, as some of our listeners has heard, I, I, you know, I was a big Sinatra fan growing up. I actually sang to my wife at our wedding, 150 yeah. uh, people deep. But I always respect. I heard you play the guitar, and, you, and you're pretty damn good. Where'd that come mm, from? Yeah. My my whole family is musically inclined. My my youngest sister p plays the keyboard, um, and my dad plays the keyboard. Played a little bit of guitar, but mainly the keyboard. My oldest sister, she's the the real real singer of the family. Um, and I, I actually love the drums first, and then I end up getting an interest in the in the guitar. Uh, so I started playing guitar in uh, probably like my junior, senior high school. But I, I really got serious about the last couple, last couple of uh, years. A little, little bit more time on your hands. Uh, so that's exactly. exactly. Um, and you know, I, I, Frank, did you have Sean as a big wine drinker? Right, he likes his wine. Um, <laughs> I I don't know about big, but you do like your wine. Uh, yeah. Frank, Frank is a just a wine guru connoisseur, yeah. um, and he has a good spot up here. But uh, you want to ask him anything about wine, uh, uh, Frank or Sean? Well, I mean, after after you work hard, sometimes that uh, the term is you know you work hard, but you want to play, you want to also play equally. But after you put in a full day of um, of that hard work, is there anything that you like to sit down and sip on to kind of relax? You know, 
that's kind of like my wife's thing, if I will say. I I will like I like my red wine, right? But I don't think like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I gotta have a glass of wine. But uh, a wine that I do like is uh, this one that I'm me and my wife has been on a a lot lately. It's called Exodus. Okay. Um, you should try it out. Uh, Exodus and a thousand stories is probably my top two uh, right. that I, I would drink right now. Red wine. I'm I'm, I'm a cab um, guy. Um, but these, I think these two are actually blends and they're aged in uh, bourbon barrels. So I'm, oh, I think I'm, and I think that Napa wines are typically my my favorite. What well, makes Yep. Well, you know what? When you get up, because we're going to hopefully we'll get Sean was blast up here when we uh, announced Angelo Pizzo to write the screenplay for the No Back and Down movie. Uh, hopefully when we got more news coming on that, we're going to do another, you know, when we get to the new normal, we'll have a chance to hook up with Frank and he can take you through the cork stop and uh, show you some good reds. But uh, nice. just to be respectful of everyone's time, uh, Sean, we'd like to ask our guests just some questions. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, life. With uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Oh, awesome that's a good, movie. Uh, good one. There he goes. <laughs> I, I, uh, how about favorite book, Sean? Um, no back and down, duh. He just earned himself a legendary food care package. Uh, our good friends at Legendary, we're going to have to get something out to him. And uh, Sean, mm-hmm. I know you like the Caribbean. I see beautiful pictures of you and your lovely wife. Favorite mm-hmm. destination? If you could go one, where, one place in the world, where is Sean and the missus going to go? Well, it depends on you mean where we have been or where we want to go because maybe yeah we, it's just that if you could literally just pick up and you, and you could go anywhere in the world where are you guys going we have been eyeing jade mountain i believe it's in uh i want to say it's in st lucia i i'm not good with geography but i think it's in st lucia jade mountain uh there's a hotel that's like it's basically open your hotel room is open to the water and the mountain yeah it's, it's gorgeous oh wow so, Sounds like uh, that's what it sounds like Greece or Positano, Italy, which I I absolutely adore. Um, Sean, what is the best advice you would give to your younger self? Ooh, Um, learn economics and a lot of financial literacy. Outstanding! You couldn't have said that better. That's probably the best advice to younger self I've heard on this uh, podcast. Because I'll tell you right now, as you know, Sean. It's not how much money we keep. It's how much we. Uh, it's not how much money make. It's how much we keep, and to right. have that literacy because that's something that isn't preached in school systems growing up. And you're not uh, gonna learn in school. I say that, and I say how to be a sprinter if you don't do track. How to like growing <laughs> up. <laughs> no one ever teaches you how to run when you're a kid. Right. It's either right. you're fast, or you're part you're of the G- yeah yeah part of that gene lottery. You know what I mean? You're yeah. a, uh, but but that being said. You know, um, we're going to end it on this. It's very unique times for the NFL. Um, Sean, you still look like you could be playing. Uh, any any ch- any chance of coming out of retirement? I mean, with this with this. Hey man, uh, I, I, uh, you know, I I got the best agent in the game still. You know, and you know, I, I still I'm walking through the grocery store and I hit a I hit a hit an owl and I give him one of these. So I still feel like I can do it. So you never know. What, what are we wearing oh right now? I'm at 212, believe it or not, son. I, I'm steady at 212. I, steady I, at I 212. can't lose weight, and I can't gain weight. You know, I played at like 213, 
214. Yep. Oh, I know that weight. I used to wake up seeing that weight in the, uh, your weight in the morning when I'd get out of bed. He's riding his toes. <laughs> 214. Uh, it's funny. I'm 175. That's what I played high school at. But, you know, I didn't have the 188 playing arena and D1 ball. Yeah. That's good to know because I'll tell you, we got 11 weeks left. And, uh, and I appreciate you uh, giving me a shout out as being your yeah. agent. Let's, of course, uh, man. Well, hey, I'm game. You know me. I, I'm in this business for the for the reason of, of getting guys employed. And, that's right. Uh, and right, that's well, it. Yep, we did. So, you know what? I think in the state of the NFL, whoever, whatever GMs are listening to this, you, you're going to want to go with someone that has experience and not is a one-trick pony, more of a Swiss Army knife. But the thing about Sean, a lot of people don't understand his ability as a wide receiver. So – we're going to push that narrative, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that workout video. Uh, yeah, man. I, well, we are very excited and, and glad we had you on, Sean. We want to wish you continued success, good health for your family. Always remember, no backing down. You got it, brother. With, yes, sir. With that, we are out. Thank my co-hosts, Ari and Frank. Thank you and very Sean. much. Sean. For, Thanks for having taking me. the time. All right. You can listen to the No Backing Down podcast on iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Follow your dreams. Work hard. Stay blessed. Stay safe. And uh, wish everyone the ultimate best. And with that, have a great night. All right, Sean. All right, Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye.